let me just start with that phrase. When they got into the boat after walking on the water, the wind ceased. Just try to pause and appreciate the calm, the quiet, the wind ceased. And all they could do was ponder what they had just seen and witnessed. Jesus sent them on the boat and sent them ahead of him. We got on a boat and it was just us and a group of people. The apostles got on a boat. Maybe Peter was in charge. Maybe Judas this time. Whoever, it doesn't matter. They were doing their thing. They were chit-chatting. Were they talking about what they had just seen? Were they, were they distracted by how Judas was handling the boat? Were they distracted with other things? And at some point, walking on these waters, they looked out and saw something on the water that they'd never seen before. On these waters. And the Lord approached. Their first instinct, and I think we should put them, put ourselves in their places. You see somebody walking towards you, you don't want them to get on the boat. <laughs> Whoever you are, stay off the boat. It's a ghost, they said. And they were afraid. Our Lord didn't come in a normal way. Sometimes our Lord comes in unexpected ways. Our Lord didn't walk through the, down on the steps to get into this boat, but our Lord is about to be on this boat very very really and truly, substantially, through the mystery of the Eucharist. Are we even aware? Do we say, Lord, I'm too busy, stay away. Lord, don't come in a way that I don't understand. I want you to come in a way that everyone else would come in. I want you to be like everyone else. I want you to fit into the mold that I have for you, that you have to come a certain way. Our Lord comes in ways we don't understand. The story could have ended there when our Lord said, do not be afraid. My goodness, people who have seen me do so many miracles, do not be afraid. Why are you still afraid? Why do you still doubt? Why are you still, still full of anxiety? Do not be afraid. It's me. In John's version, he says, I am. Perhaps invoking the whole Yahweh term, I am. I am God. I can do all things. I'm walking on the water, people. Do not be afraid. The story could have ended there, and we certainly could process that a lot. But we're grateful for Peter because he, he does what maybe we would wonder, like, what am I supposed to do now? Okay, I got the message. Try not to be afraid, Lord. Peter says, Lord, if you're serious, Lord, if this is you, maybe it was the Holy Spirit that moved Peter to say, challenge me, test me. If it is you, command me to get on the water with you. Not on my own, but because you're there, I'm confident enough to ask. Lord, bid me to get on the water. Walk on the water. Peter is very bold in this newfound, fearless faith. At least for a moment. Lord, I'm trying to trust. Lord, if it is you, bid me come on the water. Now, I don't know what he was thinking, and I personally feel like the moment Jesus said, Come! I wonder if Peter was like, Oh, shoot, what did I do? <laughs> what was I thinking? What a stupid thing for me to say. But with everyone watching, maybe even that, that vanity and human respect was what pushed him out of the boat. Well, i got to do it now. If it was just he and Jesus, he might have had an argument. Like, Lord, <laughs> I was kidding. I was totally kidding. I'm good, thanks. But because of everyone watching, maybe... Our own humanity was enough to push us beyond the zone of comfort. 
to get out of that comfortable, secure little fishing boat that we're so familiar with, Peter was so familiar with, and we stand on the thing that you can't stand on. You do the impossible. Not as man or as woman, we can't do that. But because God commands, Peter stepped on the most unlikely surface to stand on, and he stood. One foot, you notice his foot didn't go entirely under the water. He was standing on something. He maybe with two hands on the boat, he puts the other foot over the rail, over the bow, puts two feet over the water, and they don't sink for some reason. Let's go with one hand, let's go with the second hand. Our gradual, perhaps, willingness to do the impossible. Our gradual willingness to believe, not with a reason, not, with, not in a God who fits into my reason, but maybe my reason that opens up to God, who stretches it. I stand where I didn't stand before. I do what I didn't do before. I live a way I didn't live before. I give up things I thought I could never give up. I make decisions that don't make logical sense every time. And I walk where I didn't walk before, where no one has ever walked before. Peter gets on these waters. A man walked on water here. Two steps, three steps, maybe he got up to five steps. And maybe like Rami was explaining, maybe the wind picked up through the valley. Maybe the waves got a little bigger. Maybe the testing of Jesus got a little more testing. Lord, I was okay moving away from the boat, but now the waves are picking up. This is too much. You didn't mention this when I got off the boat. And so Peter's faith, which seems so bold perhaps at first, now trembles. And again, doubt and fear start to win. And he starts to sink. And one thought leads to another thought, leads to another thought. He's starting, starting to go down that spiral of negative thinking or doubt or whatever. And before he knows it, he's totally under the water and the waves are over him. As he can get his, mouth, his head or mouth out of the water, he can shout, Lord, save me, back under the water. <laughs> There's a beautiful painting, if you haven't seen it, of an image from underneath looking up at the surface of the water, perhaps way too rough for him to swim in it, and a hand reaching through the waters to pull him out. I would invite each of us to reflect, if we've walked even five steps in our faith, we've already had a moment or two like that. The initial test, getting past the initial test, and then the test gets harder, and I fail. I give in to whatever, I give in to the doubt, I give in to the sin, whatever else. And before I can say too much, there's already the hand reaching out to me to pick me up. I go to confession. I go back and try again. The hand reaches up to give me another chance. So the two of them now, perhaps together, Jesus walking Peter back on the water towards the boat. Bless the Holy Spirit to help us realize this privilege that we have right now. Most of the time in church we read this, we hear it. But to be here where it happens. Now the cynic would say, well, it wasn't here. It was actually maybe it was over there. No one will ever know. So therefore, we don't know if it really happened. No, we know, we know that it happened. Whether it was in this particular point on the map or a few miles over, it was somewhere here that it happened. And the mystery of mysteries is that when Jesus says, do this in memory of me, he doesn't want us just to remember passively. 
little footnote and we'll end with this. When he does the Mass, when he did the Last Supper, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body now. This is my body is, present tense, which will be. Suddenly he's bringing tomorrow into today. This is my body, which will be given up for you. It hasn't been given up for you yet. But in the Eucharist, in this gift that I'm giving you, this is my body to be given up for you. We can sit there for a while, but try to understand, like in the Eucharist, in the Last Supper, Jesus was stepping outside of time. In the Mass, doing what he told us to do, do this in memory of me. Our memory of him is not some past moment. It's outside the laws of time. The miracle still happens. When our Lord says, I am present to you, we're not just here where things happened. We're also in the now of when they happened. This is now my body, my blood, my soul, my divinity, my whole life made present to you now. Receive it. Consume it. Don't dismiss it. <coughs> we don't understand, but we just receive. We've had enough reasons to believe, but now we believe beyond reason, beyond the limits of reason. Say, Lord, I trust in your word. So we do this now, trying to bring our minds back to what happened, but also realizing Jesus is bringing to us right now and right here the things that we contemplate. The apostles would go out, like we remember St. John's feast day the other day, we saw with our own ears, we heard, we saw with our own eyes, we heard with our own ears, we've touched with our hands. We ask again for that same conviction. We were there, we were then. Lord, touch us. God comes to touch earth. Christ comes to walk in my life. Through the Eucharist, he says, consume me. Allow me to touch your life. Allow me to call you out upon the waters of your life and let go and hold on to me. For it is I, do not be afraid. Amen. 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 Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.